You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. The Super Wild Card Weekend is in the books. It's stacking the box. We've got a big show for you today as we recap all six games. Vertoram, good to see you. Uh, it's not first on the rundown, but I just got to get it out of the way. I apologize. Uh, the Bears season just came to an end. Uh, this The fifth of the six games. Saints 21, Bears 9. I would like to personally apologize to all Stacking the Box listeners, football fans everywhere, for the Bears being in the playoffs and just being an absolute atrocious thing to view. There is not one good thing about this Bears team right now. The defense is, is exceedingly average. They're getting some level of positivity for keeping them in the game. They're not good. They can't tackle. They don't get to the quarterback. And the offense is just straight atrocious. And the Bears' storylines, will they keep Trubisky? What's going to happen with the Matt Nagy? None of it's interesting. They stink, and they belonged on the scrap heap before the uh, playoffs. So I apologize, Bergeram. Good. As well you should. I can't believe I had to watch that dreck. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to lie. I was conflicted because you're my friend and I wanted them to win for you. But I was watching the first half and thinking, if I have to watch them go to Green Bay and get beat by 30, I'm going to cry. I, I just can't take this. It's going to bore me to tears. Please don't let them win. I, I just I don't want to have one of my favorite games, divisional round. Like, don't let one of my four games just suck. And it would have if the Bears were in it, with all due respect. Well, and that's what actually sucks about what happened this weekend, by the way. Uh, congratulations to the Rams and – Jared Goff coming off the bench and John Walford getting hurt, which probably helped the Rams. I think we all would agree there. But uh, now we, we don't get Brady and, and Rodgers. We got to see the Rams. They messed up the whole weekend, man. And, and by the way, my Seahawks, that's one team I was wrong about this year. I thought you were going to do something in the playoffs, and you just – I mean, you couldn't even beat the Rams. So that, that's just brutal. But uh, anyway, let's, 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 let's follow the, the order here. You want to start off with uh, the interesting coaching change, the uh, decisions of the weekend. Uh, Mike Vrabel certainly had an interesting weekend. So did Mike Tomlin. Wow, Pittsburgh. Uh, you made it, I guess, somewhat respectable in the end here, but that was just an absolute debacle. So, uh, I don't know. Who do you think had a worse day, Vrabel or Tomlin? I mean, overall, Tomlin, because they lost to a team they should have beat. And I don't mean to offend any Browns listener, Browns fans who are you know, listening. Like I, the Browns are a great story, and I'm happy as hell for them. Look, as someone who went through years of, of of my own team, never winning a playoff game and being miserable, I'm really happy for the Browns. That all said, you're the Steelers. You started the season 11 and 0, and you couldn't get out of the wild card round. That's rough. Now. I thought Tomlin made a horrendous decision. It's 35-23. The Steelers have scored 16 unanswered points. They have all the momentum in the world. The Browns have gone on back-to-back three and outs. Pittsburgh is 4-1 throwing 46-yard line to start the fourth quarter. 
I was actually on the phone with our old friend and my, my good friend, Jason Cole. Uh, and at first I said, to be fair, to be full, fully transparent, I said, well, you know, maybe you punt here, you pin him. And then he said, well, no, you've got all the momentum in the world. You got to just keep the pedal to the metal. And right after he said that, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like they definitely, you're right. They have to go for it. They take a delay game, they punt, Cleveland goes and scores, and the game's really never in doubt after that. And so that's awful. That's a decision that you have to make the other way. To me, though, Vrabel's decision, if we're just asking what's the worst decision, to me it's Vrabel in the sense you're at the 40-yard line of Baltimore. It's 17-13. And to me, it's the whole sequence there. Okay, first and 10. You've pounded the ball into the line and gone nowhere all game. But you've done it all game long. You've stuck with it. First and 10, Henry rips off an eight-yard run. Okay, great. It's the best run he had the whole game. Second and two, you take a shot down the field. You don't hit. Fine. I like the shot play call. If there's ever a time to run the football, it's there. You have third down, fourth down if you need it. You got Derrick Henry. They don't run on third down and then punt on fourth. I, for the life of me, don't know what the hell that was. Like That is the dumbest decision of the weekend to me by a mile. And I like Mike Vrabel. I think he's a good head coach. That was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I forget the chronology. Was he? Did he and Derrick Henry have their conversation on the sideline before or after that moment? I don't recall. I, I think before, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. Because that was disconcerting. Here you have the head coach of the football team going to find Derrick Henry to bring him back to where the team is at, and Henry's walking back, and he's not even looking at his head coach. And I get the dynamic of how things are nowadays. But, hey, man, and I like Derrick Henry. I've had him on – I've interviewed him, I think, at least two times, maybe more than that. And he's always been a very professional, good Derrick Henry. But that just wasn't – and I, and I understand that he's upset he's not having the day that he wants to have. But that's just – I mean, you're talking about a playoff game where you got to be all in and everybody's got to be together. It was – something was going on with Tennessee, man. They, they're frustration boiling over, and you, you can't have it. And I, I got to tell you, um, give credit to Baltimore. I mean, that was a team that was, what, were they six and five? Yep. You, you went on a – you got – the schedule favored them. But you went and did it, period. Every week that's an NFL team they're playing, and now you walked in the playoffs. They deserve to win the football game. End of the story. And Lamar's run uh, was, was preposterous. In trouble, all of a sudden gets through a burst to the end zone. Uh, I'm, that, was, that, was, that was some big time, big time by Lamar. Yeah. Uh, look, it was, it was a really, really, really interesting game to watch because – Lamar throwing the ball was nothing to write home about. He made a couple of nice throws, but he also made, you know, a couple of really bad throws. He was he was Lamar, frankly, throwing the football. But runs for over 100 yards, 48-yard touchdown run, weaving through traffic. He's not a great quarterback, in my opinion, but he is a very hard guy to defend. And so for that reason, he's very valuable. And you saw that against Tennessee. They only scored 20 points. I mean, it was not like they were some offensive juggernaut, but they moved the ball and they had to. Lamar made a few plays when he had to. The defense did its job. But I got to say, and, I, and, and I'm not trying to – look, no matter what game we're talking about, I'm not taking anything away from the team that won. You won. You deserve to win. It's the NFL playoffs. But I did think in the AFC – and I just finished writing this as my parting shot and stacking the box – the three AFC teams are lost. I think their head coaches are all going to be looking in the mirror for a while this this upcoming week. I just thought I thought Frank Wright fell apart in Indiana in uh, in Buffalo for Indianapolis. I thought Tomlin, as we just talked about, had issues, and I thought Vrabel and Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, who who's done a great job all year. They were moving the ball, throwing it all day. Like I don't understand why they just decided, like, no, 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 we're going to run constantly into the line. I get you have Derrick Henry who's rushed for 2,000 yards. And like I said, on third and fourth and two there, I think that's the time to use him. But I, I, I'm like, on second and nine, maybe just stop pounding the ball. Maybe it's time to just take a throw to A.J. Brown there on the outside. I, I just, It was very bizarre to me. It was like they knew what they should have done, but – they wanted to do what they had done all year long and just said, ah, 
screw it. And it, just, it was a very disjointed game plan. We got to move along or else we're going to be here till two in the morning. So let's keep on rolling. Let's go to Seattle uh, and give credit to the Rams. But the Seahawks, just enormously disappointing in a very weird fourth quarter. You're down 10. There's nine minutes left. You, you, you end up, you got a fourth and one. You don't get out of the huddle. You get a delay a game. They end up, end up punting. They, they start slow. They've done that a ton with Pete Carroll. And I like Pete Carroll, by the way, but, you know, there's not a lot to feel good about here for, if you're a Seattle fan. I mean, I, there, you, you should not have been a team that went out on the super wild card weekend, at least in my mind. No, no. And look, if, you, if you're Seattle, that's a disaster, okay? The Rams are very good defensively. They might be the best team in the NFL defensively. They started John Wolford, and then Jared Goff came in and clearly could not throw the ball correctly. Had a broken thumb, and I give him credit, man. He, he gutted it out. A guy who I've always kind of felt, frankly, was a little bit soft, frankly, at times by NFL standards. But I was, you know, he played, he played hard, man. He gutted it out. Like, you're I mean, a lot of respect, I think, in, in a lot of people's eyes, certainly including my own. Um, when Walford went down, it was just like I, I, I wasn't tracking that he was the only quarterback that was active. And they go, you know, they go right to the bench and there, uh, you know, they show the sidelines and there he is. I'm like, wow, okay, here you go, big boy. Yeah. But like, I mean, there was no hesitation in his mind. Let's do it. I give him credit. And, you know, he, he didn't turn it over. Like, that was the big thing in that game. He, Wilson made the big mistake. Wilson threw the hideous pick. Ugh. Goff didn't. And that was really the difference in the game. And you know what? Again, with coaching, though, and I think it goes back to this. What Brian Schottenheimer is your offensive coordinator there. Like, what, what was that? It's a, The only big play you get is on a broken play where Metcalf's running a shallow cross, and then he breaks off his route on a scramble drill and ends up hitting a big bomb. I mean, you have DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett, and, and the Seahawks are like the 85 Packers playing offense. It's like, well – we're never going to throw the ball more than three yards and just hope for the best. I don't know. Maybe Wilson makes a play. I, screw it. I, I, it's, they should be constantly pushing the ball. Now, I get it. They couldn't block, which is a huge part of that game as well. Give the Rams credit. Their front just destroyed Seattle. And you can't throw deep when you're getting run over. But, like, he's, he's flexible as hell. He, or he's, 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 he's incredibly mobile. Move him out of the pocket. Move the pocket, run some misdirection, run a few jet sweeps, slow them down. Like the Seahawks just do none of that. It was a very bizarre game, and they got they got handled. I mean, that game wasn't even close. No, it wasn't. And a game that was close was Indy and Buffalo. And I got to tell you, and we called that game right. By the way, I think we both had Indy covering. I know I did. I forget exactly. Yes. I I actually picked the Bills to win by three. Yeah, we we. I'm not that. Uh, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut. There was plenty of wrong things, but that's one that we got right. We are celebrating that on Stag in the Box. We both had Buffalo, and we both had uh, the, the the Colts covering. But Colts should have won the football game. May, literally could have had 7,000 breaks and got none of them, and you lose by three. And I got to tell you, Josh Allen, that dude – my biggest problem with Indy was on third and whatever it was, you get knocked back at the goal line. Then, then you're, then the, the analytics tell you that you got to go for it on fourth down. You're up at that point. It was a, uh, what was it? 10, uh, 10, seven. No. Uh, yes. Yes. It was 10, seven. Yes. It was. Ten, okay. So they could have gone up six and then hopefully, you know, you, you stop them, you go into halftime. Instead they go for it. You don't get it. Momentum switches. And Allen on that drive was incredible. 99 yards down the field, running, throwing, coming up with huge plays, and you ended up losing the football game. Yep. 100%. 100%. Allen was great in that game. Um, and I don't know how much we're going to talk about him because we just have so much to get to, but Allen was terrific. Um, the Bills are really lucky they're still playing, though. Like, yeah. really lucky. Uh, I could go on and on about the Colts and how they beat themselves. I mean, we're from the worst two-minute offense I've ever seen in my life at the end of the game. I mean, just comically bad. To 
missing a 30-yard field goal, punting twice on the Bills' side of the field. Um, you know, and then look, that third and one from the or third and goal from the one. I mean, you have Quentin Nelson. You've been blowing them off the ball. Your answer to that is to run freaking toss crack behind Jared Valdir. I mean, what what the hell are they doing? What in God's name is that play call? That's insane. Then they lose three yards on it. And then, as you said, they went for it. And analytics, actually, believe it or not, said they should have kicked the field goal. Believe that. I, I mean, okay. It's, it's a miracle. So, so it's even worse. It's even like, worse. It no It just was so – and then in the red zone earlier in the game, they had a ridiculous sequence where they ran twice on the line through like a slip screen on third and nine. It was just – if Indianapolis had 500 yards of offense in that game. And I'll, I'll tell you – and we're gonna look. We're gonna have an episode, you know, in a couple of days too, to kind of preview everything for the divisional round. So I'll save some of this. But if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not overly excited to see the Ravens coming in here with the way they can run the ball. Like the Colts almost just beat you doing it, and the Ravens are a better version of the Colts. That would be a little bit concerned. Yeah, we'll we'll do more uh, for the full preview coming up. But let's just take a look at uh, the division. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Original round here come, coming next Saturday. You've got the Rams and Packers at 335 Central Time on Saturday, followed by the Saturday night game Ravens and Bills. And then Sunday, it's the Chiefs hosting the Browns. And then we've got the 85-year-old combo rematch of Braves and Brady, <laughs> yeah. 42 and 43. Uh, Saints hosting the Bucks, 540 next Sunday. So we'll have the uh, podcast up a little bit earlier than normal on a Sunday as we get uh, really close to the end of the season here, which that's when I start to get emotional. But if I was to rank these games, uh, number one game I want to see is, is, is uh, I guess, Saints-Bucks, followed by Bills-Ravens followed by Packers-Rams, and then I'd say Chiefs-Browns. No disrespect for them. I just think the Chiefs are going to kill the Browns. That's how I would rank the, what, how the games will go. Maybe, maybe Chiefs-Browns is better than Packers-Rams, but I don't know. I mean, the Rams are playing some pretty good football I, I actually, right now. The only thing I'd switch for me personally, I'm looking most forward to the Bills and the Ravens. Okay. I just think it's going to be a really, really good game. Like, I, I don't – like, the Saints and Bucks. listen, I'm excited for the game. Don't get me wrong. It's just I've seen it twice already. Bills and Ravens to me is really interesting. And then, yeah, look, you've got, you know, the Packers and Rams. That game's going to come down to one thing. Can the Rams defensive line beat the Packers offensive line? If they do, I think they win the game. If they don't, I think they, they get blown out. Browns and Chiefs. Yeah, look, I, I always am terrified to tempt fate as a Chiefs fan with anything. But, yes, if the Chiefs lose that game, I'm going to need a month-long vacation. Like that – that is absolutely a game that she should should be able to handle business. But I, it's a it's a good game. It's a, or it's a good weekend of games. It really is. Like there's well, no stinker in there. It's good. Yeah, and look from a Brown standpoint, it's house money. Oh, a hundred percent, obviously. And but you got Kareem Hunt coming home here. That dude's been running hard, man. Uh, yep. so, so I mean, you're gonna can you grind Dude. it out? Nick Chubb was. Is, yes. They had a great year. Uh, Baker's, if you looking for things that he does well, one of them, his little dump-offs to Nick Chubb, which is not very difficult, but he always seems to know where he's at, and that dude turns, uh, you know, nothing into something a lot. So, I, I don't know. maybe, maybe well, And the Chiefs are awful against running backs. They just can't yeah. cover them, which I expect the Chiefs, who do mix it up, who play some man, some, I think the Chiefs play a lot of zone in this game. They're just going to try to keep those backs in front of them, rally to them, tackle them. I think that's what you'll see. Look, th here's the question for me with Cleveland in, in terms of the upset. It's really simple. Can Cleveland stop the Chiefs at all? Because if they can't, we all know how that goes. Then you get down by 14 points, and you can't run the ball, and you've got to start throwing it, and play action doesn't matter, and it becomes a snowball. Like, if Cleveland can stay in the game, and it's 24, you know, 19, I think Cleveland could be a dangerous team. And the, the problem for Cleveland, I think, and this is why – I think we both have it last on the list. I don't think Cleveland can stop them. I just think it turns into one of these things where the Chiefs are just going up and down the field. I, I, I just don't – look, 
Cleveland tonight had the perfect game play out in the sense that Roethlisberger and the Steelers turned the ball over approximately 87 times in the first quarter. And it just it became such a ridiculous uphill battle. But, you know, does, do the Chiefs get themselves in a hole like that? They did last year in the divisionals, came back and won. But, they, you know, I mean, I, that's, the it, pro- that, the, yeah. that's the problem. Right. But this is not a Texans team that had Deshaun Watson at that time, had DeAndre Hopkins, and was rolling and was very capable. Um, so, I, I look, congrats to the Browns. Great job. And by the way, we, one thing about Mike Tomlin, you had a chance to knock Cleveland out of the playoffs. You didn't do it last week. Yep. I don't know if you would have beaten anybody because the Steelers were, you know, they were a dumpster fire pretty much since they were 11-0. and So I, I don't know if they would have beaten any playoff team, but that, that, that one did not work out particularly well, obviously. Uh, into the future, Let, let's, uh, let's look for some upsets this weekend. Which team do you think has the best shot at an upset? Um, let me pull up some point spreads so here. I'll, I'll tell you right now because I got them. So, okay. Uh, we'll just go chronologically. So, Green Bay's favored by seven. The, the Bills are favored by two and a half. The, the Chiefs are favored by nine and a half. The Saints are favored by three and a half. Okay. Any of those lines jump out to you? Give it to me one more time. Let me do deep dive here. Yeah. All right. Uh, yep. Yep. I'm sure the audience probably like it as well. All right. So, Packers favored by seven over the Rams okay. at home, obviously. Yep. Saturday night, the the Bills and Ravens. Bills. The line actually just jumped. It jumped to three. Okay. It's an even three. Chiefs line jumped a little bit. Chiefs are favored by an even ten. Okay. Saints down a bit, three. So you got Packers seven, Bills three, Chiefs ten, Saints three. I mean, uh, on the surface, I think it feels very easy. Saints, Chiefs, Packers, Ravens. Okay. So then you like the Ravens is the upset. Yeah, but that's like any, uh, you know, I'm not going out on a limb there, that's for sure. No. But I – Oh, I'm not – seven seems light with Green Bay. Uh, but maybe I'm missing something here. I mean, no. they're giving a whole lot of credit to that Rams defense. They think it's going to cause a whole lot of problems for the Packers offense because I, I don't see the Rams putting up 30 against Green Bay. So I'm, I'm going to go – I'm actually going to go the other way. Okay. I do think Baltimore is the best shot to pull an upset because I think they can shorten the game and they can just cause problems. They're a hard team to play against. I think the Rams are going to cover that spread. Oof. The Rams are really good defensively, man. And if they score, you know, twenty, I think they cover it. Like I, I think they do. I think the Packers will will be the better team. Okay, but I think the Rams are going to cover seven points. I I also think the Bucks, man, like three. I think if you're picking them to cover, you kind of have to almost pick them to win at that point. So I won't go there. But it's hard to beat a good team three year, three times in a row. Hard they to do it. Killed them. No, and they, that's why that's why I won't go there. Because the yeah. Saints have just dominated them. And the problem is matchups. The Bucks love the blitz. What does Breeze do? He gets the ball out of his hands quick. Like it's just and then you got guys out of the out of the play, and you got more one-on-one guys in space. It's just it's not, I agree. It's not good. And then Cleveland, I mean, 10 is a lot of points in a playoff game. That's a lot of points. But I'm nervous. Like, all you've heard about is for two months. Well, the Chiefs haven't covered the spread. Yep, they win every game. And I watched Travis Kelsey on Shannon Sharp's podcast last week. And Shannon Sharp asked him, what is the hardest thing about trying to repeat? Who obviously Shannon Sharp would know he repeated with Denver. And Kelsey said, I think tellingly, patience. Because all we want to do is just be in the playoffs and start playing those games. We've known since August we're going to be in the playoffs. We just want to get there. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. I just worry about the Browns were coming off basically their Super Bowl. Now go to Kansas City, right. who's now starting their real season off of two weeks of rest. Cleveland's defense is not good. The Browns have to play a very specific way to win. I just, even though it's a big spread, I can't pick Cleveland to cover it. I, I can't. Neither could I. And look, congratulations to, to Cleveland. And I'm sure that 
whatever. They're coming. They're coming to Kansas City to play a great football team. They're not uh, play great football game. They're not. They're not coming to eat uh, Arthur Gates barbecue and and stop at Bryant's and whatever else. Uh, but there's got to be some level of satisfaction in what they've done. Uh, that that I think at some point will play into how that one goes. Um, all right, let's 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 plan for the future here. Where do the Steelers go from here? I don't have any great answers. I mean, you need a quarterback, obviously. Um, and, but it's a huge cap hit for Ben, which ain't great. Um, and they got a lot of free agents, as you're about to tee up here. You got a good plan for Pittsburgh? I don't know if I have a good plan, but I think I have a realistic one. Okay. So this is obviously really just – I mean, I'm not going full-on deep dive here. But Pittsburgh right now, if the cap does fall to around $180 million, which some people think it may, they're about $20 million over the cap. This is with a $41.25 million hit on Roethlisberger. I mean, that's – if it's $180 million cap, I mean, that's 23% of the cap. So now you're getting into – not only are they over the cap already, Bud Dupree, free agent. Tyson Alu-Alu, who was a big part of their interior defense this year, free agent. Cam Sutton, Mike Hilton, two really good corners for them, free agents. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Alejandro Villanueva, their stud off tackle, all free agents. Where are they getting the money? They're not. Like, I, I think the Steelers should be looking to move up in the draft, take a quarterback, sit him behind Ben for a year, and start accepting the fact that they're going to have to rebuild this thing. Because I don't see moving forward, who are the young pieces you're building around? The offensive line is largely older. The receivers, okay, you got Claypool. I don't know that any of those running backs matter, although you can find the back, right? Roethlisberger's 100. He's crying on the field after the game. He's even coming back. I would think for $41 million he's coming back, but he, he looked like a guy who is not sure about it. Um, Hayward is a great player up front, but he's old. I mean, Watt is a guy you're going to build around. Devin Bush is a guy you're going to build around. But man, beyond that, like, who are the guys? I mean, Fitz, and Minka Fitzpatrick. So you got Fitzpatrick, Watt, Tewitt, who I should mention, Claypool, and 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 uh, Devin Bush. I mean, it's it's not it's not nothing, but I mean, my God, that's I mean, that's a lift. That's a lot of and and Tomlin's young. He should still be there, but. I think it's time to accept the fact it might be a couple of years before you're really a contender again. So you want here comes my most uh, perhaps unfair take of of stacking the box good, on this fine. Good. Always a good time for that. Ben Roethlisberger, you're fat. Damn, and he's fat. His face, man, for his weight. He's he, his face is fat. He's old. He's fat. Look, man. Get the most whatever's left in the Roethlisberger, whatever. Double Roethlisberger. Go vegan. Stop. Stop going to wherever. Whatever you're doing. Whatever. Whatever you can squeeze out of that lemon, do it. He doesn't. I. I you know the whole Ben's terrible on the move, and going to be in the Hall of Fame. All of that. I. I. I'm not trying to be completely unfair here, but he just doesn't look good. And, like, that's something that you can't control. I, you can't, I, I'm not saying he can get his arm strength back. I'm not saying he's going to become some mobile quarterback. But can, do you have to be lugging around 30 extra pounds? doesn't look good on you at this point. Time, time, to, time to have a, you know, hang out with Brady for an offseason. Do the TB12. Not saying that it's going to matter. It's a sharp criticism. Yeah. Uh, I said it was unfair. Uh, just, I'd hate to see what you think of me when you see me. I, I think uh, – You're not an NFL quarterback. I love your fat face. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, look, man, I don't I, – I, I agree with you that physically it's not shocking he's breaking down. Let's put it that way. Uh, he has not exactly been a, a, a workout warrior during the off seasons, And – you are now looking at a situation with him where yet, man, look, he's 39. Like he, he clearly is shot. He's clearly it's, gone. It's over. It, it's, it's yes. And but see, here's the thing now. And we'll get to Rivers here in a little bit. Breeze, it's obvious this is the end of the line, right? Like he's gonna retire after this year. He's done. Roethlisberger's done, but unlike Breeze, he doesn't have 41 million dollars sitting out there, man. Like if, if you're okay, look, forget saying would you sit would you take 41 million? Because of course you would. 
but let's be more realistic. All right. You could, let's just say you're 55 years old and you could retire, but the company you're working for says, Hey man, listen, one more year, I'll pay you, pay a quarter of a million bucks. You're probably, you're probably taking the money, right? Yeah. I'm not walking away from 41 million. Even if I've got 140 million in the bank, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Unless I really can't, in my mind, do it, and I'm putting myself in harm's way. Aside from any of that, though, too, what do you do the rest of your life? You only get to wear the jersey for so long. So tear it off you. You know, if if it was 41 bucks, I'd still want to keep playing until they force me to retire. Uh, Speaking of old men, 43-year-old Tom Brady, do you think that he finally gets by the Saints here? And maybe he's and, and Drew Brees is going to retire. I think we all have, are in agreement there. So, uh, does Brady end Brees' career? No, I don't think so, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like, to me, that's like a 55 45 split of a game. You know, like, I, the Saints are at home. I do think they're the better team. They've beaten the hell out of Tampa twice. And, I don't think it's a great matchup. Like, New Orleans is a really good defense. They get pressure. We know Brady with pressure at this point in his career just cannot handle it. So, I, I and, and, and New Orleans will ratchet it up. I think New Orleans is a better team. But, you know, I mean, Tampa's good enough to, to give him some problems. And I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, to say you'd be shocked that Brady's going to win another playoff game, I think it's insane. But it, it, I, I would pick New Orleans to win and to, to continue Brady's career. What would you think of how the Bucs looked against the Washington football team? Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. They were all right. They were all right. I mean, like, I don't know how you can get excited about what they're going to do to the Saints. You walked away from that, and you're like, yeah, they have some splash plays, but they just – they blow sometimes defensively. They leave teams in the game. You just were like, yeah, all right, like Washington 7-9, and that was a game with five minutes left. Right, and who was their quarterback? Taylor Henneke. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, no, I I hear you, dude. It was – it was you watched that game, and you're like – yeah, all right, Tampa. I mean, at any point now, and look, the, the Buccaneers have beaten one effing team all year with a winning record. One. Yeah. And it was Green Bay. They killed them. But that was it. That's, they lost twice to the Saints, lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Rams. I believe there's another loss in there as well that I'm forgetting. But one win against a winning team this season. You know, we also had one win against a winning team. Bears. That would be them. The Chicago Bears. And you've got it on the rundown. What's the way forward for the Bears? I'll let you go ahead, Colin. You seem like you got thoughts. I do. And, I mean, it starts with drafting a quarterback. Uh, I don't know how, you know, look, the more aggressive you are, the better in my mind. You know, the Bears are drafting, are going to be drafting in the low 20s. That ain't great. So, I don't know. I, look, can you trade? Is that is Deshaun Watson? Is that a real thing? Because if it is, I'm in. What do you want, Houston? What what is there a deal that you would make with the Chicago Bears? How many first round draft picks do you want? Three, four for Watson? Yeah, I think it's. I think it takes three. Okay, three sold. Right. Who else do you want? That's what. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I would do. He's a top five quarterback. Yes, in he is. I think he's top three. Yeah, and he, he's he's twenty six, twenty five, twenty five. Okay, so that's that would be my first call. Are you guys serious? Because we effed up here bad, and we'll gladly pay his forty million dollars salary. What else you want? You want Khalil Mack? Because we'd love to punt on him. Who else do you, you do you, you want Eddie Jackson because he sucks? Um, Why wow, you, you really you soured quickly on the defensive stars? Well, Jackson's the second highest paid safety in the league. He can't tackle. I don't know what the hell happened to the dude. I loved him as a rookie. Broken leg out of Alabama, fourth round draft pick. 
you know, wanted to prove something, got paid, sucks. Um, just had a bad year and didn't have a pick all season long. So, look, quarterback is, is the thing. And then, look, you – you want to ride it out one more year with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, be my guest because they're under contract. But And you have a very tough schedule next year. I mean, the Bears are a are, are staring down the gauntlet if you look at it. But then you're just basically saying, all right, we're punting on 2021, and we'll just use it to develop a quarterback. But if you do that, then you're asking Matt Nagy to, to, to coach your quarterback. So you think there's any way he's not back next year? I think there's a 3% chance, okay. but I, I, I think it's minuscule, but like, I agree. I'm just curious. I, I you know, I just did my, my CARM 365 video, which I'm doing every year. And, and I'm just sitting there thinking about like, it's great that the season's over cause they suck. But like, there's like, what is to be excited about from a bear standpoint? It's brutal right now. I don't know. You have any solutions for the Chicago football team? No, I mean, look, I, I, I think, <laughs> It starts with just away from the white flag with Trubisky. Just, just enough. Just, it's over. And I get it. You know, I've seen all. The, I've already seen the, the the Trubisky apologist with. Well, you know, Wims dropped the. Pa- okay, that's fine. And he did drop the pass. You know, he still sucks. Oh please! Like just enough. What do you think? You're winning that game if he caught that ball. Like he still stinks. Okay, I mean, fourth and four, he runs out of the pocket, and it's, it, it, the guy doesn't even like die for the first. Game. He just goes out of bounds two yards. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I'm sorry. He's not good. We can spend this 8,000 ways, so I'd get rid of him. I Personally, like if I was the owner of the team, I would fire Pace and I would fire Nagy because Pace has done nothing in that job. What, what the hell has he done? Nothing. In, in, I mean, nothing. The, the only thing he's done positively is bringing Allen Robinson, who now they can't even figure out how to resign. And with Nagy, I, like, I actually like Nagy to some extent, but at some point, man, you got to get something out of these guys. And it just never changes. It's like, well, they just they just look atrocious. I watch every team in the league. It's my job. They are the most boring offense in the NFL. They don't they don't try anything. They don't stretch the field. It's just like, well, I don't know. He sucks. So I, what do you think? Third and seven. Throw a screen. All right, that works. Let's just run it in the line. Right. Let's do some – let's jimmy guys around here and then roll right, and we're going to throw it to the tight end for one so, yard. He's going to get tackled. I mean, we've uh, seen it seven zillion if, times. If, if I were the GM or the, the coach or the, you know, the owner of the team, excuse me, I would – I'd clean house. I'd call up Eric the enemy. I'd offer him whatever he wanted. I'd bring him in. I'd, I'd move up. I don't care what it takes to get a quarterback that I believe in, okay, and I'd roll from there. And, by the way – if I didn't like the quarterback crop, then I'd start looking for a bridge. If you get Watson, sure, that's a number one. But if if, you're, if he's not out there, you know what? I'll take Jameis for a year and figure it out. I will, I will take Jimmy Garoppolo for a year and try to figure it out. I'm not saying that's great. Like, that's not my end game. But for one year, it, I'll tell you right, it's better than the crap you've been watching. Where, where, that. Where's Matthew Stafford going to play quarterback next year? I mean, smart money says Detroit, but I, I think he's a good bet. I, I can see San Francisco going after him. Yeah, I mean. I just don't think there's any way in hell he gets traded in the division. I mean, right. He's not coming to Chicago, but that would if you're talking about retread veterans, that's oh, one he'd guy. Be great. I just don't think they'd trade him there. Right, right. Uh, all right, let's do in or out here. As we're talking to Sean Watson, we started with the Texans will employ Deshaun Watson come week one, 2021. I'll answer this one first because I just brought him up. Look. I think they will because you don't trade Deshaun Watson. And um, I would just sit him down. I understand you're upset. We're going to make this right for you. What, what, what's one thing we can do that will make you happy right now? I'll do it, whatever it is. I, I don't know. What do you think? On the other hand, I mean, they, they did put themselves in a rock and a hard place. Now you got your, their best player who's angry at them. But I, I, tried, I, I would do everything I could to make that right. I think he's back. I think he's back. I, I, yeah. Just look, I know this is the same dumbass franchise that sent out off DeAndre Hopkins for basically like me, you, and, and a latte. But if you trade Deshaun Watson, I really think genuinely that's a franchise that like in five years could be looking at a relocation. Uh, and, and for those people who are like, well, you know, there's no way that would happen. History is a fun precursor to life. Go look at what happened with the Houston Oilers when they had a fire sale. 
they couldn't sell a seat to flies in the Astrodome. And Bud Adams was like, you know what? I'm good. And Houston couldn't have been any happier to get rid of him. Now, they have a new stadium, all that stuff. But my, the point I'm driving at is I think you'd be looking at a lot of empty seats in that stadium. If they, if they traded Deshaun Watson, I think you'd be looking at 50,000 and not 70,000 at Energy Stadium, maybe 40,000. That is, that is to me a non starter. You cannot trade him. I, I, don't, I don't care if some team calls up ah, two second rounders, two firsts. I, I don't care. You know why they're offering that? Because he's great, and he's 25 and a quarterback. And you know what? I don't care how many picks you have, you're probably not going to draft him again. Like, you keep him, and he'll get over it. But what they should do is go to him and have him sit down and say, look, we're going to build the team around you. We're not going to try to build the team defensively. We're not going to sit here and make you deal with this offensive line again. The problem is, is O'Brien was such a disaster. They have no picks this year. And you're looking at this team, and it's going to take years. But you know what? I don't, I don't cry for Deshaun Watson because he signed this extension last year. He knew. He knew they were going to stink. So it is what it is. But I, I do he, think he'll be back. He signed it after they traded Hopkins too, right? I, believe, I remember that correct. I believe. I believe so. Yeah. All right. Let, let's go to the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke, the Old Dominion product, baby, uh, will compete for a starting gig next year. Four-year starter for the Monarchs. You might forget that word around. He dominated at ODU. Huge. Yeah. Uh, he played well, man. For the record, I'm gonna. I would say I'm in on this that he'll actually be. He'll compete for a starting gig. Who else do they have? I mean, I, I think he's going to compete somewhere or at least be brought in be given a little bit of a look, right? I mean, he's 27. He's short, you know, which is a strike against him in NFL circles. But you know, if he's 6'1", by the way, for the record. But uh, or at least he's listed as such. But, I, you know, listen, if I'm Washington, I'm re-signing him. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a look. But I got to tell you. He was making some throws in that game. He was. Like, like, and not like, look, sometimes guys put up stats, but you watch the game. Like, all right, there are a bunch of easy throws. He he made a couple throws in that game. I was like, damn. I, I chart guys every week. There's half the guys in the league couldn't make. Like, out routes, deep corners. I mean, right on the money. I was like, that, that's yeah. pretty damn good, man. Like, there are guys in the league that, like, I, I mean, how many times has Ben Roethlisberger thrown a corner out this year? I bet you can count them on one hand, okay? The hardest throws to make in the NFL are those deep outs and corner routes because they're going away from you and they're going to the sideline, and the angle's tough, and you got to throw it with some zip. And i got to give it to him. He was putting it right in there. Now, look, do I think he's getting $20 million a year? No. I do think he's going to have a little bit of a market with teams going, hey, listen, why don't you come in and kick tires on you, see what you've got. Heineke or Trubisky? Heineke, because I know what Trubisky is. He stinks. Maybe Heineke stinks even worse, but I don't know that for a fact. I know Trubisky stinks. Can you imagine? Hey, Mitch, Mitch, there's this guy in Washington. His name is Taylor Heineke. He's older than you, and he went to Old Dominion uh, that no one had heard of, by the way, as of 10 days ago. And now he's going to get more money than you this offseason. It's possible. Uh, I wouldn't say likely, but it's possible. All right. Phillip Rivers will be back with the Colts next season. In or out? Man, I've gone back and forth on this. I, I, I think, I think out. But he, if I were the Colts, I don't know that I'd be really quick to push him out the door. He threw for forty three hundred yards this year, something like that. Forty one hundred yards. He threw twenty four touchdowns. It wasn't his fault they lost either. Like, by the he way, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. Now look, I do quarterback rankings every week for us. And I take him serious. I really genuinely sit down and try to figure it out. I had him at like anywhere between, tw- you know, like, like I think it was, I was going to say 12th. That's too high. I had him like 14th to 17th all year, like right in that range. He's average. You could do worse. And if you're the Colts, what are your other options? Jacoby Brissett, he's better than Jacoby Brissett. Okay. And they're both due to be free agents anyway. Jacob Eason, the kid you drafted in the fifth round last year, that seems like a stretch. Taking a kid in the first round, I don't know. Like I, if I'm the Colt, I mean, they have tons and tons and tons of cast space. But like, are you excited about going out and trading for Jimmy Garoppolo or, or Carson Wentz? I don't know. I have reference. I mean, look, 
We're, we're, we're not but dealing I think with they're going to try to get younger, and I, that's why I'm. I, we're right. We're not dealing with a spring chicken here. The dude's 39 years old, but uh, he was better this year than he was last year with the Chargers. Right. Uh, he you know he nearly completed 70 percent of his passes. Uh, his interception uh, touchdown interception rate wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. It was two to one. You know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, if if they want to roll it back one more time, they, they it's just too bad they went out the way they did. That was uh, not not. If I'm a Colts fan, I'm I'm sick about that game. I'm still. I'm I, that bothers me literally all week. All right. Yes, because they should have uh, won. Yeah. All they right. Won. Yeah. Let's see here. More than one and a half favorites will lose in the divisionals, in or out. That's an interesting one here. Uh, I don't know oh, if I'll I think. Lead off, Carm. Go ahead. Well, I don't. Come on, Carm. Say it. I, I don't think. I think. I mean, I I feel pretty chalky right now, Vernon Ram. I'm so. I you know I don't I don't think the I think Green Bay wins. I think Kansas City wins. Um. I think Buffalo wins. I think it's a great game, but I think Buffalo wins. So I'm definitely out here. I, if I was to, if you're forcing me to pick an upset, I guess Baltimore's the pick here. But I, I like to me, I'm surprised the Saints are three point favorites. I, I love New Orleans in that game. So I, 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 I'm going. I definitely am on the uh, out on on this one. So I'm out because I think it'll be one, and I don't even know which one. I, but I think it will come from, which of course means it won't. I think it'll come from either Baltimore, Buffalo, or Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I do not think the one twos are going to lose. I don't. I just the buy matters. Both those teams are just really, really good. I will say though, and I don't say this biasly. I really don't. I, I think the Packers are are in a harder matchup than the Chiefs because the the Rams have a great defense. To me, to beat the Chiefs, you got to be able to get big explosive plays, and you've got to be able to slow it down on some level. The only game they lost this year with their starters in the game, the Raiders, who have a bad defense, but in that game got a great pass for Sean Mahomes. And the Chiefs took a million penalties. They wiped two touchdowns off the How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Board in the game. And the Raiders got a million big plays. You go back and look at that game. I think the Raiders had something like six plays over 50 yards. It was insane. If Cleveland's going to beat them, it's going to be Mayfield throwing the ball. Like everybody, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to save everybody a lot of time. People who all week tell you that the, the Browns are going to win that game because they're going to run the ball, they're not winning the game because they're going to run the ball. They're not. I don't give a shit if they run for 200 yards. They are not beating Kansas City because they run the ball. You're going to hear all this crap about time of possession. And, well, you know, if the Browns can hold the ball for 35 minutes, I don't care because Mahomes can score in three minutes. It doesn't – it makes no – I've seen so many teams do that and they lose. If the Browns are going to win, it's because they get huge plays and because their defense shocks everybody. And I just frankly don't think those things are going to happen. I've already seen Kareem Hunt just making the way around Twitter now that it's, you know, it's personal for him going back to Kansas City. Bro, they cut you because you kicked a woman at a hotel. Like, are you kidding? And then they and then you lied about it to the ownership, which is why they which is actually the real reason they cut you. They even came out and said they cut you for the lie more so even than the action, which is despicable in its own right. But like, what are you upset about? They they cut you because you were on video kicking a nineteen year old girl in a, in a Cleveland hotel. So and frankly, look, as a Chiefs fan, I don't care if he runs angry, runs happy, runs indifferent. I could care less unless he's playing defense. It doesn't really matter. I just, I do think the Packers could be in for a fight, especially if Donald's healthy. But I don't think they'll lose. I think that the, the favorites at the biggest risk are the two teams that are three point favorites. Yeah, just a couple of last points for me here as we wrap on up. Uh, number one, Baker against your team. I'll say this about one thing, Bertram. He has not been turning the ball over. No, he hasn't. So that's. Uh, that's a huge improvement for him. Huge. I mean, at least from where he, where he was at. And he just looks – so that that makes me – I just got at least slightly more interested. And uh, New Orleans, just thinking about them for a second, you're, you're, the game is over against the Bears. 
right? How many cracked ribs did did uh, did Drew Brees have? He had eleven cracks in his ribs. Why in the world are you doing a suicide? Uh, a suicide? Why are you doing a quarterback sneak with him flying through the air against a sad ass Bears team when the game's over? Can you explain that to me? No. Yeah, neither can I. Okay. Uh, just 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 wanna just wanna put that in here as we finish up this Sunday. Uh, but good luck to Drew and the Saints and the Bucks. And we'll do a full preview, by the way, coming up here on Wednesday. And I'll, I'm looking forward to just doing a little review of all the games here and going. I see you typing away over around. What do you got going on over there as we say goodbye? Nothing. Uh, just was a quick Twitter thing. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, and, and what do you want to wrap up here? Anything going on over there in Inverter Ram land? Not much, really. Uh, but just I will say this. Um, and I know I've been harped on the Knicks, but those boys have gone in the dumpster the last two games. So I'll, I'll, I'll pass there. Um, this is my favorite NFL weekend coming up. This is my favorite one. I love sitting down divisional weekend because you got all the heavy hitters. You got all the teams that you want to see. And this year, it doesn't disappoint. You got Allen and Mahomes and Rodgers and Breeze and Brady and Lamar. I, I love it. Like this is, and, and it's great. You got great settings, right? Like, and I know it sucks there's no fans. I love cold weather games. Packers. Bills, Chiefs hosting three of these four games. I, I, I love that stuff, man. I love that you're going to get the, the steam coming out. It just – it feels like football. I wish there were fans because the fan – there will be a, about 25,000 in Kansas City. Um, there won't be that in the other stadiums. There will be a smattering, I believe, in both places. But, man, you look at the weather forecast. Now, this is interesting. Like, like it's going to – there's snow in the forecast for, for Baltimore and Buffalo Saturday night. Showers, no showers, but that's something to watch. Could be interesting there. But it's, it's 33 degrees, or, well, the low is 28, so 28 degrees by the time the game's played. You, get, you go to Green Bay. Green Bay, uh, again, snow showers, 21 degrees, right, which actually 21 degrees there. You might take it if you're the Rams. Uh, it's, um, it's beach weather, brother. I was going to ball me, right? Uh, and then in Kansas City – Kansas City, 44 and clear on Sunday afternoon, which I think if you're the Chiefs, you take that in a heartbeat with the way they like to play. So, but I, I, I just, I think they're great venues. And I, I think it's just, it's, a, it's an awesome weekend. I'll just wrap up to uh, all my Bears fans out there. The one person who's a Bears fan that's listening right now. Better days ahead. I don't know when. I don't actually, I don't know that there are better days ahead. I take that back. You know what this reminded me of? It was like the 1998 Chicago Cubs who got in the playoffs as a wild card team, and you knew damn well the Atlanta Braves were going to kick the living crap out of them. It's exactly what happened here, even though I did say right before the game on Twitter that the Bears would win 24-23 because I want to be a positive guy when your team's in the playoffs. Verderam, I'll see you Wednesday. See you Wednesday, Carm. Thanks for listening to Stag in the Box. Anytime you give us a review, we hook you up with gear. Give us a review. Gear coming to you. Have a great uh, start to your week, and thank you for checking out the podcast. As always, we appreciate you. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know. A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know. There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know. A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.